more rewarding than the payoff after a hard day's work, children. Now, I didn't say anything to her, but I mean, this nosy lady is parenting my kids. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well... Go ahead, say your line. They're chosen by you. Oh, oh, whatever. Here's the theme song. Let's watch... Oh, he cut me off. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to... Let's watch a full-length movie. Movie on YouTube. I didn't realize you were doing the Alien from our public access show from 1990, <laughs> <Yeah>. Fish Burgers. If <laughs> Nor people... did anybody who heard that. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you doing it. My name is Mike Spiegelman. I am here in San Francisco in our studio at mutinyradio.fm, where we broadcast live every Sunday, 2 o'clock, San Francisco time, 5 o'clock, New Jersey time. I have Carl... Comedian Carl hey. from New Jersey calling in from New Jersey. Hi, Carl. Yo, forget about it over there. Do you sound at the house Jersey? I told you what my mom used to say uh, when when people from New York would say, "Oh, how's Jersey?" and she would say, "Fine, how's York?" <laughs> good one. Yeah, a good one. We are going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We want you involved with it, so this is a full-century experience. So go uh, to YouTube, and we'll be seeing this movie together and listen to the podcast at the same time for the full experience. And if you want to continue the experience, follow us on iTunes at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That acronym is also our Twitter handle, our YouTube handle, and we're on Facebook at Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube, as well as our blog spot, Let's watch a full-length movie on youtube.blogspot.com. Carl, what is the movie today? Today we're going to see Boom. Boom. It's a Richard Burton, uh, Liz Taylor special. But this one was written by Tennessee Williams. Now, that's nothing strange for them. They've been in Tennessee Williams films. But he actually wrote the screenplay. Is it based on a play? It is based on a play called The Milk Train Doesn't Stop Here Anymore. And that doesn't make sense to us maybe but in the UK uh, they used to have a milk train it was before the time of um, uh, pasteurization you know so they would have to transport it immediately to restaurants and creameries and food processing units so they would do it by train and in the late 60s that started to stop after pasteurization and that's why he says the milk truck doesn't stop. The milk train doesn't stop here anymore. <sighs> oh, I'm sorry. Were you talking about milk yeah. trades? Yeah. Milk train watching for a whole play. Wow. Well, that sounds like so exciting because it's so true. <laughs> what with the pasteurization of milk and the milk trains yeah. in England? Yeah. Those days are gone. <laughs> All right. Well, if you guys are still listening after that, then my God, we're in for a treat. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and type in Boom, Boom. 1968. B-O-O-M? Right. And wh- who's hosting the movie on YouTube? What channel should we... Well, I like La Serpenta Canta, which I think is probably Italian because this is a lot of Italian in this movie. La Serpenta Canta. Uh, La Serpenta Canta, which is 27-something thousand views. So 
just put into the search engine boom 1968 and you will come up um all right i see it it says elizabeth taylor and richard burton this is so classy for us yeah absolutely uh it's a little overly classy it's also tennessee williams yeah oh yeah and uh, last week you were disappointed that this was not boom goes to dynamite with kevin james uh less than disappointed because that movie was good and bad in its own way i just yeah. i thought that's <laughs> what it was we'll save that for another episode okay so here we go we have not paul brumba but paul brumba's kid dakota and she's going to do the countdown. He's gonna, uh, so let's Great. go ahead. He's going to do the countdown. So let's go ahead and do the countdown. Uh, I got all the mics up. Hi, how are you? you any mics? Any mics? They're all on. Four, three. Oh, wait. Hang on a second. Oh, wait. Wait, oh, okay. wait maybe one. Go ahead. Try another mic. Uh, this one right here? Yeah, that was perfect to go. Four, three, two, one. All there right. we go. Thank you. Thanks so much, Dakota. And we start off with the world yeah. of Universal. Universal. Yeah. Now, look, Universal made a lot of money off of these two. They totally expected this to be a hit. Because uh, <coughs> Elizabeth Taylor. What was the, what's the only Elizabeth Taylor movie you watched? Uh, the Flintstones? Oh, of course I watched uh, Wolf, and I've watched a lot of her films. All right. Uh, with, Noel Coward. Re- yeah, Noel Coward. He's going to play this uh, gay guy who did the who's the Witch of Capri, and they offered it to Catherine Hepburn, and she was insulted and kicked <laughs> people out of her home. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Boom. By Tennessee Williams. And I, it literally is. He wrote the screenplay, as we, you know, have discussed already. So this boom was meant for, is the sound of the waves. That's boom. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I, I cough for a second, but when movies uh, come out, they could be a, a smash or they could be a bomb. And so you don't right. really want your title to be associated with, say, the word bomb, in case your movie <laughs> is a bomb. You know, you don't want to call your movie flop. Or, uh, you know, Belly Blop, Splash. Yeah, <laughs> That's a good one. So this movie, like, I, I heard about this movie because the Mevid brothers, Harry and Michael Mevid of the Golden Turkey Awards, wrote a follow-up book called, uh, like, Bombs or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was flops. It was the 50 worst, most expensive flops. And they wrote about this movie, Boom, and uh, yeah. High Pedigree. We all love watching Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor together on screen, whether it's Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf or Cleopatra or right. uh, this sex tape. Or Dr. Faustus. Yeah, Dr. Faustin. Or this sex Faustin. tape where the players kind of look like uh, Richard Burton and uh, Elizabeth Taylor. But that's neither here nor there. I didn't know about that. There was a fake sex tape. I'm sure there must be like, wouldn't you pay money to see like a performer who looks like Elizabeth Taylor and a performer who looks like Richard Burton? <laughs> if it was 1968, probably. Yeah. All right. Guess it won't happen. Now, this is the island of Sardonia. Ah, uh, you sound so Dardonic Sard- when you try to say that. Sardinia. Sardinia. Are you being sardiniac? Um, am I being sarcastic? Yeah. Oh, this is and a fancy. Here is 
a, yeah, it's a fancy pad, and it's a pampered woman. Um, she lives literally in a castle. Yeah, she. It's not a castle, but yes, uh, it's certainly a palace. Is it an isolated lighthouse on the top of a cliff? It's it's isolated. It's isolated. Certainly not a. La- it's a mansion. Uh, here she is being pampered, ah. and she is. Um, she's had five husbands, all of them rich, 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 rich. She's the richest person in the world uh, in this plot. Now look, she's in pain. Yeah, yeah. And she's calling for an injection. Ooh. Was it morphine? Yeah, it's getting near the end for her. I don't know what the injection is. She she requests it, and she gets it. Is this like a flashback? They're going to set it up? She's going to flashback to her life? Nope. Now, the thing is that all the staff know she's a horrible drunk. So watch the staff. She tries to, here's your drink again. Oh. Get it out of my how many how many husbands did Elizabeth Taylor have uh, by the time this movie came out? In real life, good question. You see that there? That's yeah. Bulgari. That's a big ass diamond. Yeah, the internet made a big deal of saying these are Bulgari stones. Uh huh. And I guess that means so- my wife is in jewelry. She probably knows, and she's also wearing amazing Tiziani costumes. Tiziani. Are they trying to get Carl like? Lager. They're trying to get people who are into jewelry to come see the movie. They're like, you can't believe what's on screen. <laughs> I think they're trying to, probably trying to brag. Oh, look, she is the richest woman in the world. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Setting up. Okay, so here comes Richard Burton, and I guess we're in Italy. Sardonia is between Italy and North Africa, like sort of really far out in the middle, though. Cool. It could be we're on the Isle of Capri and not in Italy, like one of the islands down by the bottom of the boot, Sicily and all that. You know, I'm well aware of Capri and its uh, sun beverage. <laughs> Capri sun? <laughs> um, so Howard Taylor is the captain of the boat. He's an English actor and big deal. He, only, he has hardly any. Have any you ever mixed Capri that. suns together, like a watermelon cooler with a strawberry blast? It's fantastic. Uh, I'll take your word for that. All right. And uh, please text me that so I can do that. I'm texting you the recipe right now. Insert straw (laughs) in first pouch. And Tito's. (laughs) So we're on a... So Richard Burton has snuck onto the boat. He snuck onto the boat. Okay. He's a stowaway. When we did Bad Movie Night, every time there was someone on the boat, Rhiannon would play I'm on a boat. Uh-huh. Uh, by the Lonely Planet and T-Pain. So, I'm reliving movie there. riffing. You had to be there at the movie riff. So, right now, Richard Burton is pretending, like, the guy's like, what are you doing here? You're a stowaway. And he's like, um, oh, I missed the boat that she sent. And he goes, you know, uh, the... Um, oh, my God, I just forgot her, her, her married name. And... and yeah. What is wrong with me? Where is it? Where is it? I mean, I know it so well. She's oh, gold force, gold force, go forth. As in go forth and die. That's Tennessee Williams' thing. Her name's Flora Sissy Goldforth. So, you see, the captain realizes that he's the, he's a stowaway and throws his bags over. Right, and he so just Mr. jumped Burton, in the river to to yeah. get his bags. Mediterranean, yeah. My precious now, collection of dry sponges. 
did did you see the guy shooting the film? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, in the yeah. shot. Yeah. yeah. This wow. guy's supposed to be such a great director. The internet raves. He was blacklisted from the uh, House Un-Americans Committee. It wasn't because of this movie. It was because of the House Un-American Committee. It's like, we don't care if you're communist, but this movie, jeeves. <laughs> Gee whiz. Let's see. Uh, his, he, was, he studied in Germany with Bertolt Brecht, believe it or not. Huh, he was got a major a... figure in New York political theater. Yeah, sometimes they can't cut a Brecht, so that's cool that he pulled it off. Can't catch a brick. Can't catch a brick in this town. In 1947, he had his debut movie out of Hollywood, and it was an English-speaking version of Breck Galileo, which I don't know anything about. So anyway, Bertolt Breck was called before the House Un-American Activities Committee. Four years later, Lucy was in Italy when he was called, too. But he didn't go back, and he said, screw you, I'm just living in England. And so they blacklisted him. Huh. There's her injection, and she's cut from it because she wiggled. Oh, so she doesn't get injected. She Might be B vitamins. Get injected. It could be vitamins. Yeah, I think it's probably painkillers. The only thing we ever hear is this doctor here says that he gave her um, adrenaline. Oh, nice. Well, that's B plus, right? A B twelve. I mean. I guess so. <laughs> is B12 adrenaline? I don't think so. I don't so. know. Uh, Romeo Valli is that doctor's name. He's an Italian actor. He died in 1980. And the only thing we would know him from is a, like a sort of extra in Barbarella. Oh, okay. He must be in a cool outfit in Barbarella. He's like uh, space. He's a so-go kidnapper. Oh. I don't know. What's that? I saw the film. I don't remember that. Barbarella. What's your favorite when she's in the orgasmic uh, Tron or whatever? And he plays the piano. Uh, that sounds like Sleeper. That sounds like Sleeper. But she's in this like piano device, and when he plays the piano, she gets orgasms. I'll have to watch it again. Yes. All I know about... I did see that film, but I was 20-something. All I know was um, she hated it, uh, Jane Fonda. She would never play a, 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 a ditz again, a bimbo. Yeah, that's pretty much the the prototype did so. The, now, this is... Uh, all we're doing here is establishing that she's a queen and people come for audience. There's a complaint that this... Uh, the husband in her employee died and now the widow has no money. And so she's being a real ass about it, saying she'll get her money or whatever, but she's just going to get a little bit and leave. We should listen... be responsible. Let's listen to uh, Elizabeth Taylor. That dog dog, still alive hates Liz Taylor. Has stories. I read about that dog in this book. Oh yeah, is it is it uh, Hollywood dogs that drink? Uh, Hollywood dogs that drink. It's the golden a golden age. Golden age. <laughs> the golden retriever age. I, I was, heard about that book. Wasn't the Brady Bunch dog in that book? Tiger. So do you know, like, Tiger used to drink on set. And really? Yeah, his dog bowl was filled with liquor. And uh, it used to oh. irritate Robert Reed, who's a professional actor. And he would say, sure. like, he would refuse to perform in the kitchen because it smelled like vodka and dog food. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the stink of it undid his perm. Yeah. Yeah, right. It, it, it lowered his perm. 
No, but that's a really old book. It's a classic book. I think Beethoven was in that book. Well, you remember Beethoven from Charlie? He was like a real, like, aggressive drunk. Uh-huh. Outward, uh-huh. he would like smack your drink out of your hands and yell, "I'm Beethoven, bitch!" Ba 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 ba. You know that 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 scene where he uh, slowly <laughs> sprays water all over Charles Grodin's bed. That wasn't even in the script. Oh wow! They yeah, got to keep this. Yeah, he was drunk and he thought it was a good idea. It was really pee. <laughs> it was piss. But I, I think I think the Lassie was one of the first Hollywood dogs. He was a very classic. He used to go to the uh, Hollywood Boulevard to the Famosa mm-hmm. Bar, and he had his own booth. And uh, one oh. time he got a phone call, and you know the, the bartenders then respected Lassie's privacy, and he said, "Uh huh, uh huh, all right. If he comes in, I'll tell him." And the bartender went up to Lassie and he says, "Lassie, that was your family." They want you to come home. Lassie, come home. Lassie, come home. Very pr- uh, Okay, so what she's doing now is dictating her memoirs. Terrific. And, and, and thank you so much for letting me tell that joke again. <laughs> you should do it once a show. Yeah. And um, I, uh, Richard Burton is down in the field there, and he's screaming up, Mrs. Goldforth! Who is this person who thinks he can talk to me? Like he's... Now watch what happens. You see right. the dog? He's got oh, his stuff. Here goes the dog. Of gold for there he is. That guy's in Star Trek? Yeah. Did he play Klingon who stands on hill? <laughs> right. It's like you read... I guess you saw that episode. Yeah. Uh, no, this guy, he's a dwarf. His name is Michael Dunn. And uh, he's a bodyguard in this, and he's got his dogs. Um, in Star Trek, he was in Plato's Stepchildren as Alexander. I know you don't know that series, but he did a good part. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah. And uh, he also was a regular on Wild West. You might remember that. He did 10 episodes. Um, do you remember Wild, the Wild Wild West? Yeah, sure. Kevin Klein, uh, Will yeah, Smith. The guy in the vest. Yeah. Larry also, you'll like this one, and so will fans of our show. All, all, you know, both of them. Yeah. The uh, the werewolf of London. Right. Oh, that's right. So he's Doctor Loveless from the Wild Wild West, right? Right. Yeah. Who can run the Wild play. Wild West? He's Doctor Loveless. He is. Yeah. He played um, Ken and Bron- Ken and or whatever that guy's name had, uh, had a very uh, awful version of the movie. Yeah, and he's in the Werewolf of of uh, Washington, experimenting. Right, Doctor Kiss. Yeah. Remember he meets him in the basement? Yeah. Like, good dog. Good dog. That's him. Michael Dunn. Oh, all right. So we've seen him in a lot of stuff. So every episode has a Star Trek connection, and that's it. And I'm so sorry, Mike. There is no rape connection. I'm sorry. <laughs> no what connection? R-A-P-E. I know you look forward to that one. Every episode. We oh, so all right. This one's in the clear. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have in this episode. Oh, sorry. look at him. Oh. I'm Richard well, Burton. Oh. oh, there's ketchup on my knee. Oh. Oh. He's sitting down. Oh, he's calling him out. Yeah. And there she is. He's having a drink. Private property. Keep out. Just keep out, not beware of dogs. There's nothing about dogs. Go down there right away and put up a beware of the dog sign in three languages. Yeah. 
English. What she's doing is she's trying to, in, in Italian, of course. Italian she's and dog. To get out of her, um, like she's in, getting sued by the guy. Oh, I see. Yeah, she can't stop thinking of. Her. I would say That's beware a dog that. in English, French, and dog. Or a cat. And dog? A cat. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's smarter. Yeah. yeah, that's smart. That way the cats could keep out. Clearly says, meow, meow, meow. Yeah. Did There's, you read the meow sign? Well, they have cat hobo signs. They have a picture of a, <laughs> of a house on fire. That means there's a dog. He's giving him alcohol. What a doctor. Yeah, well, you know. Yo, thank God he took his shirt off. Look at that. That looks like a... bitch. He's a fucking hairy motherfucker. So look, he falls asleep, and so what does he do? The doctor takes a drink. The second time we've seen him sneak a drink. It's funny. All right, she's still in bed. Richard Burton's name is uh, Chris Flanders. Chris he sends this yeah he sends this book of poetry and she's like is that the guy said, yes ma'am so this book of poetry is like his calling card did he you write see, the poems her fifth, yeah her fifth husband was a poet and Richard Burton isn't really Richard Burton he's really the angel of death okay oh fucking spoiler alert <laughs> <laughs> Don't even so, this movie. So he's the angel. He's Meet Joe Black, is what you're saying. We're watching Meet Joe Black. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We're watching Meet Joe Black, and um, or Joe Black. We were watching Boom when we watched. Yeah. Okay, she would go on to marry Sidney Poitier. Um, oh, cool. Seventy three, I think. Let me just look here. Yeah, seventy six. She, she would have um, two children. She would have uh, Sidney Poitier's children. The actress? Yeah, Joanna Simku. Joanna Simku. She's Mrs. Black. Very cool. Oil tank. Would you? And, I would. Uh, it seems so boring to live out in a beautiful pasture <laughs> like that. I need like a mall or something. Well, she explains it that she's lived her whole life and everybody wants a piece of her because she's the richest woman in the world and she's just gonna sort of make a fortress she says that she is uh all that people start talk the way they talk and pleasantries they sound like the same person and she's grown tired of that person so huh now richard burton is getting treated like okay we're sorry we ate you up with dogs so here have some take a shower <laughs> robe. Nice robe. Oh, here's some. Uh, what's the perfume that Elizabeth Taylor had? White diamonds. Oh yeah, that's right. Little These white. have always gave me luck. Did you know? I was thinking about this movie. Did you ever hear the story? Hang on a sec. Did you ever hear the story about uh, uh, post 9/11? Marlon Brando, Elizabeth Taylor, and Michael Jackson were in a car. Like uh, on 9 11, yeah. they were like in traffic in a car together. Really? Yeah. Is it true? I think so. I, I read a version of it. I believe so. That I would but love to be in that Liz car. Why would Taylor be with her ex? No, no. He was with Marlon Brando. Michael. She never slept with Marlon Brando. Uh, 
oh, oh, Marlon Brando. Okay, yeah. and Michael Jackson. Okay. Yeah. Would have been a cool car ride. Uh, yeah, I should say. Was did they have a driver or was Liz driving? Get him over! <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my way! Yeah. Wow. Don't you know who I am? That road race has a lot of range. <laughs> Get out of my way! They're like, Liz, you should go now. It's not rush hour. So she's out there on the hood, Hong Kong. Don't you know it's not rush hour? <laughs> Okay, so Richard Burton has now given a mobile uh, to Mrs. Goforth. Right. And Miss Black is bringing it to her now to say, I'm an artist, I'm a poet. That was in his bag? The, the, the captain threw his bag into the sea and inside was a mobile? Yes, yes. Weird. He had to take it out and assemble it. So we saw over his bed, sort of like what looked like a dream, uh... Like it was a painting. I don't know. Uh, these people are so insignificant. I've got their names, but they don't do anything but walk around going, yes, mom. Yes, mom. And then the, the woman one serves as a source of frustration for the script writer because she doesn't speak English. So he's got, uh, she's got to do all, the best Italian she can. Well, let's take a listen. Tell them to bring the table over here so I can put my chair in the shadow when I want it in the shadow. My skin's too delicate to be in the sun for more than half hour intervals. Now it's so beautiful out the there. She's standing in the deck and you can see this beautiful rock island. She's just making her demands. I want a bucket of ice. Day, I want a, my cigarettes. I want a cocaine tablet or a codeine tablet. I want a bucket of chicken. This is from 20 years later. She's like, what's that monstrosity? That. Idea. Help me the wife is <laughs> very irritated by Mrs. Goforth. Well, yeah, I mean, this job must suck. <laughs> the commute alone. Taking all her dictations. Go, you clumble, clumsy. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. It's, sorry, ma'am. There's only three of us in the building, and I must have just walked in front of you. Ah, <laughs> uh, finally, she can smoke indoors after smoking inside. Yeah, it's 68. You could smoke. Ah, you could still smoke in your own house. You can smoke in your own house now, I mean, if you want. But if you're outside, why would you smoke indoors? Now, the film's budget was originally $3 million, and then Liz Taylor and Richard Burton signed on. So with their salaries, it ballooned to $10 million. Wow. At the box office, it made $2 million. The so it was lost big and, time. And they made its money back in the opening weekend. No, they lost. They made. They lost eight million dollars on this picture. Wow, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And that's nineteen sixty-eight money, which is tenfold today. Right. So hang I on. I cannot believe someone would have a budget of eight hundred million dollars for a film, though. Yeah, I can't believe someone would fold something tenfold. <laughs> well, let's see. So they're talking together. Is that Richard and uh, Liz, or is that someone else? But that's Miss Black. Do you take a bath without resistance? Seemed happy to bathe. Did you hang around and have a look at him in the bathtub? Naturally. Yes, of course. Well, I would have looked. I'm not a child of nature, as you say you are. 
pity. Well, I guess this is the best I could do the with this sound. The only clothes he has are the ones the dogs demolished. So I you suppose you have to it. provide him with something to wear. I have it up full. <laughs> provide him with something uh, to wear. I could maybe try with mine. No, it's it's all right. I mean, we're on the board. So does he have a, like a red room, like in Fifty Shades of Grey? No. 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 <laughs> right now she's looking through all of her stuff to, you know, where, what, what will I wear? Because her good friend is coming. The, um, uh, the, the witch of Capri, Capri, as you know, is an island in, is it Crete or, or Italy? I'm not sure. I'm not it's, sure. It's, Capri is a big deal island in the Mediterranean. It's right around like the Greek islands and well, Italy and... They're they're known for their pants and their sun. <laughs> their uh, tight-fitting pants and their orange mango raspberry blast no, sun. But, and there's a cigarette. Capri Lights. Capri Slims. Slims, yes. Yeah. And she's not smoking them. Isn't that terrible? Of course, maybe they didn't <sighs> exist yet. She's a tourist. Only tourist smokes them. How about that? She has her own little cigarette holder. Uh huh. That's good. It was the '60s. That's like something that came out of the '40s. Right. And that was supposed to be because back then uh, there were no filters, and thus when you would suck in, you would sort of feel the the heat. Um, and so this was a way to cool off the smoke before it reached you. You weren't. You know, oh. like when it got down to the tiny, tiny little stub, right. you know, a uh, a roach, as it were, uh, you could keep smoking it all the way because you wouldn't burn. Now, look, here's the witch, and look what his servants do for him. He's riding the shoulders on the shoulder of the servant, walking up the stairs. Yeah. Now, one Brutal. time, I took my kids over the highway to this bridge so they could see the traffic. Uh-huh. My other kid was too little. So I put him on my shoulders, yeah. and once he got on my shoulders, he said, fart. I was so mad. He farted on your shoulders? Yes. Oh, I'll be on your, on your back, I guess? Damn it, kid. <laughs> he felt so <laughs> secure on his dad's shoulders that he just, <laughs> he just could let, let one rip. Well, that's a very heartwarming story. Fart-warming story. <laughs> it is literally a fart-warming story. Was your back warmed by that? It's a fart-warming story. Yeah, your back was warmed after that experience. Now, you see that stuff on her head? Yes. And, uh, okay, so apparently in this world, there's something called Japanese Kabuki Theater. Right. And the structure of this film, it claims, resembles traditional Kabuki plays. Now, I don't know anything about that, but she's wearing that garb, and she's about to do a sort of dance thing that's traditional Kabuki. Well, that's what I pay good money to have, like, a kabuki performance in the middle of a <laughs> Tennessee Williams play. Mm-hmm. Is this Noel Coward? Yes, it is. And he is the Witch of Capri, and he's very gay and swishy, and he's bitchy. Um, it was written for a woman. It was written for a woman by Tennessee Williams. Well, do you, and yeah. Well, you're familiar with Noel Coward, right? No. Me he neither. He's a celebrated playwright. Right, he's a playwright, so, you know... Uh-huh. Well, let's let's see if I can get his volume going. <laughs> oh, I have a, a touch of uh, neuritis tonight. She did the dance and she strained. It was tough for her, and he's worried. She's wonderful in this movie. 
What great performance. Mm. Let's listen to more of him if we could. Okay, let's hear this conversation. What did he do with you, or would you rather not say? <laughs> He'd still rather not say. Yeah, I guess he rather didn't say. All right, we're, we'll keep way, this going. We're, yeah. We're, we're about to have a wonderful dinner of boiled tea monster. <laughs> Sigmund, no! <laughs> you better run, you better hide it, cause your dinner's on the hide. It's clear, Sigmund. Sigmund. With a side of pasta. Side that of rice. Was, uh, that was when every star from Hollywood who was young had a perm. Have a go, Sigmund. Oh no, I can't stand gulls. They're eating their <laughs> eggs, cuts down on their population. He refuses to eat gull eggs. And here's your boiled sea monster. What is this monster of the deep? It has a very horrid expression. No, don't look at it. Eat it. <laughs> I couldn't possibly. Um, that was used to be used as a clip from uh, on Are the you Howard Stern show when he was being a pervert. Bill. Not good. Turn you into a vampire. Oh, really? Your next yeah, touch yeah. too thin, Billy Love. Is it true that you had all those monkey glands? Sorry, Carl. Did you recognize? Oh, I'm sorry, but you recognize that clip from the Howard Stern show? Uh, yeah. Howard, uh, I think the guy's name was Fred. Fred. He would have two watches. Uh, I used to be a fan, you know, back in '90s. You know, when he was still on terrestrial radio. Yes. Okay. And, um, there used to be two clips, and. She she would say, don't look at it, eat it. And there was also some other guy, I think it was from <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. He would go, don't just look at it, eat it. Something like that. And it was, of course, about, like, don't look at my pee-pee. Oh, just... I guess, I don't know, it's Howard Stern. What can I say? It's well, now you know. So you were watching this movie for the show, and that line came up, and you said, holy <laughs> shit. That's where it's from. Yeah. Tennessee Williams ripped off Howard Stern. <laughs> That's such a great feeling when you hear the original sample source and you're like, what? Look at the servant cutting up the sea monster. Is he really doing anything? He's pretending. Look, look, he's pretending. He's turned into a nest. He's playing with, uh, I think that's Witchy Poo who's playing with uh, Sigmund's corpse. <laughs> it's been a while since I watched those cartoons, the, the live action Saturday morning shows. No, we're about to discuss that he, they have a visitor on the island. She hasn't even seen him yet, and, you know, he's a poet, and... Oh, wait, look, he's not faking. It is... Oh, that's the pig. Oh, it's yeah. Also roast pig. It's not the sea monster. That sea monster cost $200,000 back then to... Uh... Now, they're playing Indian sitars, which doesn't go with her Japanese kabuki theme. It kind of doesn't make sense. Uh, both are from Asia? Yeah, not really. Uh, I mean, think about it. India is this, you know, island mass. You know, it's a continent. Japan is an island out in the water. Do you Throughout think history, Japan has nothing to do with Hinduism or India? Is she being ironic? Is this a performance art piece? I don't think there's any rhyme or reason. Huh. They're just twang, twang, twanging as she's walking around talking. Boring. Things were boring 50 years ago. Do you think it's heavy, that thing on her head? I mean, look at it. It's so... Oh, yeah. 
What she's saying now is everything's a memory. She goes, look, there's a shooting star, and now it's a memory. She goes, when I was over there, then I walked over here. And she's complaining that we live on the edge of reality, and we don't get to experience the now, because every now is in two seconds, in no seconds, a memory. And that's bothering her. That's very well said. I would love to see your performance of Boom. <laughs> and the milk train arrives before pre-pasteurization. Um, Boom was rediscovered for DVD, by the way. It was lost to the ages. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was a sole remaining print found. I don't have details of it. And they were like, nobody moves! And they, they just put it on and rendered it to DVD. Well, that's terrific because it, it wasn't available on DVD or VHS for a long time. Yeah, it, there was a release on VHS. Um, oh, very cool. I might not have captured that information off the internet because at the time I was probably like, who cares? <laughs> but uh, Well, it's a I rare movie that's available on YouTube. I mean, that's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, now that it's a DVD... You know the the film get uh, the the file gets reproduced a million times. Yeah, we'll never. It's back. It's back, baby. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Two tickets for boom, please. Two booms. Who ordered two booms? um, The guy who did the cinematography uh, is supposed to be the greatest, greatest, greatest. His name is Douglas Syocomb. I don't know. And he was, but the thing is, only nominated for Academy Awards. He never won one. But he did the three Indiana Jones, you know, huh. the old one. So we're seeing very rich detail. He also, yeah. He, he, he does make it a beautiful, uh, like you looked up at the, like you said, oh, it's a, pa- it's a palace, it's a, ca- a castle, you know, it's, like uh, he he does do a beautiful job of showing us the Mediterranean, and I'm sure. sure he blocked out the scenes and taking us through the mansion. Yeah, I mean it's it's nice composure, but they're having a little chat. To have Noel Coward at your dinner table, that would be quite an honor. That would make when everything classy. lady found out why the Palmer Diamond had given Fortress that name, she was thrown into a panic and told him he must check out the first thing the next morning. Well, that night, he swallowed some sleeping pills, is it? We've done this before. Well, we call it a sleeping trick. And it is a trick, because Chris always tells the servant, wherever he's staying, to call him early in the morning so that he can get on the road. Consequently, you see, he's always found and revived before the pills can be fatal. What he's saying is, this guy goes to old ladies who are about to die and he hangs around for a while. And then when they die, he makes off with all their stuff. <laughs> so the musicians go with him. Hey, sitar players, you come with me now. Look how they're kicking ass. Look at that. Yeah, they're, they're really w- moving. Captive audience. Oh, see, I missed their playing. You missed the music. So, um, you know, he talked him up as a good poet. Right. You know, he's also like, his reputation is always with people who are going to die, old ladies who are going to die. He's the angel of death. 
and that bothers our Liz Taylor very much. Because she might, here he is. She might dye. She brings Noel Coward to him because she knows he's sleeping. They still haven't met uh, Richard Burton and Liz Taylor. But she knows where he is. Right, and so they're watching him sleeping, and they're talking about him. Are you got the warm water? All right, let's put his hand in there. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> no coward can't stop being no coward, even sitting on a stranger's bed with Liz Taylor. He's just doing backstory, doing backstory. So I was uh, scared of Christmas for a lot of years. I was a Noel Cla- coward. Oh, you were the old class coward, yeah. Yeah, I'm over that now. I'm over that now. I even look forward to it. Uh, you're a Noel uh, Brave supporter. I'm a Noel Brave today. Uh, <laughs> I was Noel challenged. My brother-in-law's sister's named Noel. Okay, Noel. She's got two L's right, right in the middle of her name. Well, the, his name was actually Tony, but he, they would always say, like, uh, what's your name? Uh, coward. Callard? What? No, Coward. No L. No L. Oh, no L Coward. I got it. Yeah, there's no L in Coward. So Elizabeth Taylor, by the way, they were all drunk. Uh, seriously drunk. Elizabeth, uh, they're like, I'm not feeding him. She And she throws out his food. He's a freeloader. He wants old ladies. And... Okay, so um, this this director... Yeah. Uh, Richard Burton and Liz Taylor were completely drunk throughout the whole. Joseph Lucy is his name. Yeah. Lucy. Joseph Lucy. Uh, they were all drunk throughout the whole, whole production. Wow. Um, yeah. Just kind of like me I during, am. like us during our shows. <laughs> yeah, back in uh, Fishburger's days. Oh, I see. So, it's true. The Hamlet we, uh, we recorded, I was Hamlet. completely drunk. Hamlet is a great example. And what's funny is when you give your doctor's warning and drink all that alcohol, it's ironic that you didn't, like we made fake alcohol, right? Right. I drank an entire, I, I said as a doctor, you shouldn't watch the show. And then I drank a whole bottle of uh, whiskey, but it was iced tea. <laughs> it was iced tea. Yeah. Um, so Elizabeth Taylor kept wanting to buy the house. And they were like, this is a set. Right. No, but it's a house. It has a roof. And they said the roof isn't real. You know, we're hanging lights from it. Really? In a movie. This isn't a real house. Yeah, she almost never let that go. By the end of the filming, she's like, oh, it's just a set. But... <laughs> Wait a minute. So they were on... Was it in a movie lot? Or it was a house they built? Uh, no, uh, it was... Okay, so the house was built on purpose on Islo Pina, a small island with high limestone cliffs just off of Capio Northwest Sardinia. Sardinia. The foundations are still visible. Disruption in the natural environment raised criticism at the time. Now the area is protected and not easily accessible. Oh, so the film crew just went up to this, like, protected land or natural land? Well, I think it's protected today because they made such a they just started clearing out trees and clearing out brush, and we're making a movie here. Yeah, we're making a boom. Set. Yeah. So, okay, here's our Star Trek connection again. He's okay. like, you're still hanging around? And he starts to be a jerk to him. And then... 
Miss Black saved him you want some of this? from Meanie Dwarf. You hungry for this? Hi, How does that feel? Does that feel good on your stomach? You want some more of that, do you? What's going on here? He reached the oh, he's stomach. got the dry heaves, Black. He's Mrs. Goforth's guest, you drunk gorilla. Now get off the terrace. Mr. Flanders, what happened? Oh, the music's cool in the background. It's ironic. Uh, I guess it was Italy that we saw when he got on the boat, because he says it's accessible by ferry from the Italian coastal cities such as Genoa, Naples, Italy. <laughs> and last thing about Sardonia that's interesting is uh, The Spy Who Loves Me. Part of it was filmed here. Oh, huh. Was there skiing in there? No, that's for your eyes only. Yes. Uh, gosh, I know. Keeping all my secrets safe tonight. <laughs> um, I I know that film so well, but I can't think of. Yeah, they all kind of Carly blur. Carly Simon did that film. Carly Simon, yeah, she did the. F- uh, nobody so, does it better. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So um, her husband died, and Richard Burton's totally taking advantage of that to seduce her. And he's like, you're taking... He goes, first thing we're doing is putting your husband's picture in the... Or in the ring or something. In the dressage drawer or whatever. You're taking advantage. I've been known to do that. What a Mac. Listen, it'll be a lot better if your dead husband doesn't watch us. She's like, you're taking chance of the situation. He's like, what a chance situation. Later, when she he warms up to Liz Taylor, she's going to be jealous, but just like bitchy jealous. She's not going to do anything about it. She's going to be snippy. Ah, mistakes from were made. <laughs> God, is this a long movie? Is there a lot of like Richard Burton macking on ladies? It's 112 minutes. It feels long towards the end. Uh, what? It, uh, it's it's not so. It's not quite two hours, but it's getting there. Uh, now Liz Burton woke up in the middle of Liz. Um, sorry, Liz, not Burton. Liz Burton. Taylor, she kept uh, her name. Right. She's no, but she married Liz Burton. Richard. Okay, Liz Taylor wakes up in the middle of the night and she's like, Dictation! Dictation! And so Miss Black is getting, she has to write down what she says over the intercom. And all the servants listen and go, oh my God, what a blowhard. <laughs> they have nothing else to listen to on that island other than the intercom. They'd be like, ka, ka, ka. Oh, Beatrice, get me a drink. <laughs> Some tropical He's paradise. Again. Um, the producer is not very interesting on paper. His name's John Heyman. He was a British film and TV producer. But what's interesting about him for us, and he probably hates us to say this, his son is the Harry Potter producer, David Heyman. Oh, well, that's good pedigree. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Producers, producers. Oh, I wish I knew that. Now I really like those Harry Potter movies. <laughs> Just from that? I don't think I've seen the last one. I saw the first part one of the last one, but I never saw part uh-huh. two. Though. So I don't know. I don't yeah, know part one, part two. That's right. That's how yeah. you milk a movie. Make Hobbit, Hobbit three parts. 
right? Yeah. Well, they did that for um, uh, Fire. Oh, it was the, the Jennifer Lawrence one. Where, uh, oh, right. Yeah. Um, Hunger Games. Games. Hunger Games. Which part of it was shot here in Kinnelon, New Jersey. But boom. Nice. The forest part. Right. Is that the part where all the monsters eat them? Is that your neighborhood? Uh, nope. I don't know. She's shooting that. When you watch it, you don't really know, like, oh, it's down this street. But when you see the forest, it's clearly. Oh, that's I mean, good. Sure. Forest, Kinawan Forest looks like any forest. Yeah, I know, but, like, it is, a, you can tell it. Listen, if you're a, a hillbilly uh, <laughs> hick like yourself, then you you could tell forests apart. You could tell the trees from the forest. What I mean is, like, you go hiking, yeah. like, in Mountainside Park or something, and it's just, like, the feeling of it, it's, I don't know, maybe I'm deluding myself. Well, here, like, you go hiking, and you see, like, a Blair Witch uh, logo, and you go, okay, I'll remember that as a marker, and you keep walking yeah. into the woods. I threw away the map. Why did you do that? <laughs> you idiot I thought it was outdated I would write a new one. Oh, I told you they were all drunk I'm reading this here uh, Burton later fessed up that there were several films he made in the 60s that he literally had no memory whatsoever of making <laughs> Did you believe that? Richard, don't, you don't remember Boom? You jumped off a boat? Ah... Uh... So now she's doing her dictation and she's just letting herself remember stuff and she's getting crazy and she's about Stories. to endanger her life. Hi. How about the hi? We're so hi. synced up, Mike. We're never this synced. This thing. Oh, sorry. I, I missed you. I know. This We're is good. So synced up. That was because Dakota gave a much better, he gave a much better <laughs> countdown. Yeah, that's it. So, Richard Burton, I'm not sure what he's doing because this isn't his room. That's his sword. Oh, by the way, he's wearing a samurai's costume because that's what she has put him in. And oh, she loves it. it. like gets her excited. Wow. She can't... I just want to review. Yeah. They are no strangers to films of uh, Tennessee Williams' plays. Hot on a cat, cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Not Hot on a Cat Tin Roof. Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, Suddenly Last Summer, which is not as well known. The Night of the Iguana, which is right. not as known. Um, so Universal naturally assumed they'd have... Those were all hits. Did you ever see Pot on a Hot Cat Roof? That is a good movie. <laughs> That's, it's Pot. Pot on a Hot Cat Roof. Cat, um, cat on a Pot Tin Roof. Oh, you know who loves this film? This guy who loves this film is that director... John Waters. Yeah, I know he used to show these movies. Uh, show Boom, like, because uh, yeah. they're Boom and Big deal. Yeah. He would tour with, you know, like a festival. Okay, so I remember I met Elizabeth Taylor, and the first thing I said is, I love Boom. And she got real mad, and she shouted, That's a terrible movie. And I said, It isn't. I love that movie. I tour with it at festivals. Then huh. she realized it was serious because it's a great movie. I feel like if you don't agree with that, I hate you. Wow, that's if some... you don't like Boom, I could never be your friend, claims John Waters. So we're missing out on this camp classic. Yeah. But it, it seems uh 
He seems like a very lazy bad. death. It's not as bad as everybody. Yeah. They do a lot of talking. I mean, they but they don't like talk Elizabeth Taylor to death, you know. He talks Stuart to death? No, he doesn't. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that's what it, that would be a good joke, but... I'm going to talk to you to death. But first, here's my opener, Noel Coward. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Catherine Hepburn. I mean, wait. No, that's scratched out. Catherine Noel Hepburn. Coward. Oh, well... Yes. I'm not doing that plague. It's a horrible <laughs> plague. No, The Milk Train Doesn't Stop Here was kind of whore. It was published in 1963, but it had two failed runs on Broadway. Interesting. 53, too. Yeah. But Universal Studios still thought it would be a hit because the other ones were a hit. Oh, yeah, but. sure. I guess, I guess right in the 60s, they also had a lot of musicals to film. Where, because uh, there was a famous story about while Easy Rider was making so much money with this hippie film, they had like some Finnegan's Rainbow musical that just bombed uh-huh. super hard. And you uh, see, that was a transitionary time. Uh, what year was um, uh, Hello Dolly, the Barbara Streisand? Oh, Barbara Streisand, maybe 60, 76 or okay. three. There was this one year in which films flipped. They used to be that old style. You'd show the credits at the beginning, and we're doing a play. Or right, overture. Or, you know, do, 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 do. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And it, that changed into the very low-key opening in which you see the one credit, then the next credit, and you're, you're being drawn into a world. And it was no longer kings and queens and princes and you know royalty. It was sort of like the movies were now like the common man. It was right. one of those things the 1960s did to us. So by 68, so was, when this movie came out, all this that you're yeah. talking about exist, was existing. There was no more big Hollywood studio cranking out factory. I mean, you know there was. Whoa, look at that. Things. Ring out. Yep. She just threw the machine out. That's the best Smash, uh, Super Smash Brothers uh, move I've seen. Fuck, you're an idiot. <laughs> Why did I teach that bird to say that? Well, they, uh, these, these movies. Uh, in the background? Yeah. It's a monkey. Oh, I thought it was a Sylvester going after Tweety Bird again. A lot of these, like, plays, like, you would pay money to the theater to see a play, you know, and you would have, like, yeah. the overture play because people would sit in their seats like it's a play. Right. And uh, so, yeah, all that got just stopped. It just went straight to the Easy Rider style. Right. And that the year of Hello, Dolly was the year it happened because Hello, Dolly was like old style. Yeah. And I don't have an example for you. It was the year in which both things were coming out in the theater. And people weren't confused. When they went to see Hello, Dolly, it just felt like business as usual. It's when they went to see the Easy Rider. They were like, the fuck is this? <laughs> Hey, Joe. Remember that one? Yeah. Joe? Oh, Joe with, yeah. Joe, I, seen, I haven't Joe. seen Joe. Oh, uh, you never saw Joe? No, I know of it. See it. wonder if it's on YouTube. It's not on YouTube. Just, just clips of it. So let's listen now, to... still let's... haven't met. All right, here we go. Let me, let me take a listen to her. Eclipse of... Total of... Total. She's a great actress. Sir! Olivia Taylor. Sometimes she is, and other times she is. Listen, she's dizzy. She's got to move her hand up to her head. 
<laughs> syllable by syllable as he utters her this whatever she's saying. No man is an island. Uh, Women you see her memoirs hand. blowing in the wind, right? Right. It's a metaphor for like when you die, it just all's gone. Just blown in the. And look who comes to help. Death. Right? To make the memories not go away. Death. Angel of Death. Now they're meeting. That's right. Yeah, Joe Black. Sometimes when they get close to each other and they are intimate, like kissing and stuff, I don't know. Like I see the real world couple doing it. Yeah, I think a lot of the, the chemistry is built off the fact that they have this relationship. So, you know, you, you can't really tell, like, if they're in character or if they're just, you know. Well, I mean, she's real standoffish all the way until the end when they're in the bedroom together. Huh. Like, he was about to kiss her uh, hand, and she's like, spare me, bitch. Let's well, listen. To this. All right. Well, not unless I run into those black devil dogs again. Ah, uh, yes. I heard about your uh, little misunderstanding with the dogs. I'm sorry if it disturbed you, but their bite was worse than their bark. Well, didn't you read the private property sign in three languages? Maybe were a dog sign keep in three on, languages as you climbed up that goat path? I didn't notice any reference to any dogs in any language. Naturally not. The beware of dog sign was put up after Mr. Flanders' little misunderstanding with the dogs. Blackie, that is not so. Yes, it is so. I was in the room with you when you ordered that sign put up. Did she just tell where the dogs, who let the dogs out? It was I. You let the dogs out? Black has no respect for Liz Taylor. And like, Liz Taylor at one point says, listen, Go get yourself a check, make it out for any amount you want, bring it here, I'll sign it, and then get lost. <laughs> I love it. But, you, but Mrs. Black does not take her up on that offer. No. Well, there's no liquor store to cast a check. I mean, you'd have to go right. to another island. Look at her mad, mad. She's mad. Rawr. No, I remember in the 80s, Liz Taylor and like Orson Welles was shorthand for like gluttonous husbands. Yeah, like that's every, right. Yeah. yeah. That's a good pairing you just did. I think SCTV had a bit where they were at a buffet or something. <laughs> that sounds right. Oh, John Tanny used to do Orson Welles. That's right. Right, yeah. And he would always be eating. He would get mad. <laughs> do you remember their godfather? And he was an opera singer. And he was oh. always eating. <laughs> yeah. Well, that had... He was talking to the Godfather, and he had a big wedge of cheese, and he goes, you can start helping. He goes, how can I help you, Godfather? You can start by helping me to some of that cheese there. <laughs> no, this is the mine. I remember that Floyd the Barmer started off the, uh, I believe in America. America that was, was very not good. Floyd the Barber. Well, no, in SCTV, they had, they had uh, Eugene Levy oh, playing Floyd oh. the Barber. And then the Godfather said, well, look, I may need you for something. He's like, oh, well, uh, never mind. And That's right. I've got to, oh, my goodness, I've got to see that again. Yeah. I remember a lot of that. Johnny, you hothead. But I don't remember. <laughs> uh, it was Floyd the Barber. That's so perfect because it yeah. looked like that. I believe in America. I believe in America. Yeah, so it was Floyd, Floyd the Barber from the uh, Andy Griffin show. The police provided you with protection. I understand. 
Are we doing Godfather over Liz Taylor movie? Be <laughs> <laughs> my friend. Ham on ham. Ham on ham. All right, I'm going to back off the Godfather now. We never did Godfather 2. We ought to make that happen. Oh, I still have the recording. We never released it when we uh, did Godfather 1. How long is it? Is it over two hours? It's over two hours. Oh, darn. That's the one we to sell on DVD, uh, to sell on download, right? Right. Or like, raise money for the station? Yeah, or raise, raise money for ourselves. What? Be, what? It's <laughs> ridiculous. No, let's help out Mutiny Radio. If you want to help out Muni Radio, go to muniradio.fm. Look for yeah. the donate button. Click on that. They'll take right. you to PayPal. You could donate a minimum of five bucks. Yeah. Yeah, to start with it. You can't donate four bucks. So I was like, oh, brother. So I gave him five bucks. Uh, I, do it, uh, I want to say I do it all the time. I guess I haven't done it in a little while. Darn it. Now I have to go do it. Hold on. You're doing it right now? In real time? I have. Been. All right. You go ahead and... Uh, for breakfast, because I find it takes the edge off my energy to work. So half this movie is them just hanging out in the balcony, in their patio. Well, it isn't... Dot uh, FM. It isn't... All, Don't, it do it later, Carl. Do it later. It's not bad. It's not... No, I'm doing it now. It's not bad. The movie isn't them... The, the movie does do its... It's Tennessee Williams. He does set up and do plot. They're not just bantering. Um, right. Well, Joe Black is not a good movie. Except for that sexy girl. Yeah, all right, except for the sexy girl. But isn't that the like dog. all movies? Yeah, it is. You're right. But the thing is, they tricked us because she was sexy, sexy, sexy. Uh, then you saw her not in the movie. The movie tricked us. Right. What is, what is this? Uh, House of Pride live radio show. They get top billing on... Uh, on the please, website? Uh, donate. Thank you for listening. Please donate. Carl is donating to mediradio.fm in the middle of our podcast. I'm logging in. What's your login? Carl, uh, last name. Halfbooksales.com, which uh, <laughs> went out of business. Thanks for nothing, Half Book Sales. What is a half a book sale? You mean like half off um, book sale? Half off books? Yeah, or? it was an eBay conglomerate. Uh, Get your half your day mailing books. address? I'm, I'll do it. All right. Sharing, sharing my mailing address too. Wow, where do they walk up to? Some weird art sculpture in the, on the, by okay. the ocean, beach. You've donated. Uh, should I? I'm going to take a picture to prove it to you. Okay, yeah, please do. Waste more time during our show. Oh, excuse me, but this is giving money to Mutiny Radio. Mutiny Time, you, you, uh, art is pointless without passion. Hey, I'm trying to take a picture. Yeah, I'm trying to watch a movie, Carl. Do you mind? Do you okay, mind stop okay, to, using squawk, Patreon? Pay attention, squawk. <laughs> All right, I'm back. I'm back. With you All right. Now. Well, Carl just donated uh, money to Mutiny Radio. FM. It's easy. Five we have no and sponsorship. It's money. Yeah, it, hey, you know PayPal money doesn't feel like real money. It's not real money. It's not like Venmo money. Venmo money is right. not real money. Uh, so yeah, you could go ahead. That's that's the only advertisement we have on this show is to keep the station going and uh, stuff like that. Now that's not Bloody Mary. Uh, that's not tomato juice. That's Bloody Mary, by the way. Interesting. The angel of death gave her a literal Bloody Mary. <laughs> 
Now, you know what Bloody Mary's named after, right? Uh, Mary Queen of Scots? Yes, yes. Yes? Yes. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, the thing is, if you're a Catholic, you should be proud to drink that. I mean, she lost her head for Uh religion. Now, this Richard Burton and Liz Taylor, they were symbols of married love and gracious living, according to the Internet. And I know that's true. They were, you know, like... It's not like a reigning family of movies. There was no such thing, but they, did, but they well, were larger than life. I mean, they were a couple. Well, they did the movie uh, Cleopatra. Have you ever seen that? Yes. And that was a big bomb. Well, you know, they never do it in Cleopatra. They never do it. That's the thing that pissed me off. The whole movie, they're like, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. And then they never do it. Well, she told him to eat, his, eat her ass, but she, he missed his sticker and ate out her ass. <laughs> I'll eat your asp. That's not what I said. That's my Cleopatra they claim joke. This is one of the most challenging films they ever worked on. Why? Why? Because their hair is being tousled as they speak because of the wind. I don't know. <laughs> After this movie ends, um, their careers really plummet. This huh. is their last, like, you're getting paid a great salary. This well, who- is it. Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf was 68? Uh, I'm not sure. Right prior to this was Dr. Faustus in 1966. Hey, Carl, keep it going, okay? I'll be right back. Okay. He'll be, in typical Mike fashion, he said, I'll be So uh, this is a follow-up to their camp version of Dr. Faustus, uh, 1966. And Mike showed his ignorance. He didn't know Dr. Faustus. Um, and I know you guys do know it. This is like a German story. uh, Here I have the exact thing. I always just thought of it as 1600s. It says, based on a German story written sometime between 1589 and 1592, performed as a play by this guy named Christopher Marlowe. He died in 1593, and it was definitely performed then, so that's why they have this date range. Elizabethan tragedy... And uh, these two were in it, and it was pretty good. Now, this was the follow-up two years later. Here we have – here we've got our playwright friend again exposing Chris's history with old women. He just told him to leave now while Liz Taylor's still alive. That way you can stop these horrible rumors. Oh, that's no coward. Hey, thanks, Carl. I appreciate that. No problem. And Richard Burton's like, hey, they ain't rumors, dude. I'm the angel of death, motherfucker. Yeah, Check right. out my motorcycle jacket. AOD. Right. AOD, the, my man. The D stands for death. Yes, I get that. I'm no coward. <laughs> I think you've been eating a little too much boiled sea monster, coward. Because you were I too- am death. You were too chicken to eat that sea monster. No, I am no coward. I am no coward. Did you say no coward or no coward? No coward. Which one? <laughs> I said no coward. That's my name. I was a coward. Now, I've seen a lot of Tennessee Williams stuff. You know, Streetcar Named Desire and yeah. Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Um, but... Okay, the internet told me. I'm not so smart to just know it like an English major. Um, 
the issues found, okay, explored the lives of sexually frustrated and isolated individuals, alcoholism and terminal disease, fear of death, and inability to let go of the past. Now, we know that from Streetcar Named Desire and Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, and here it is again, right? This guy was a one-trick pony, this Tennessee Williams. Well, you'd think so. I mean, he was known for this Southern Gothic overwrought uh, melodrama where every word... Yeah, but what was the melodrama about? It was about a dad who's disappointed in a kid, and it was about a sexually frustrated drunk woman who is afraid of death in all these films. Huh. He won the Pulitzer Prize twice. He won, he's not a bum. His name was Tennessee. I don't think anyone, other than Tennessee Tuxedo, I can't think of anybody with the first name of Tennessee. Tennessee. Tennessee Tuxedo is a good call. Tennessee Tuxedo, he was a great playwright, too. He wrote that. Oh, what? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no. Tennessee Tuxedo is a cartoon voiced by Don Adams, I believe. Or Don. <laughs> Tennessee Tuxedo. What was this play about? Uh, it was hot on a cat, hot, a cat on a pot tin roof. It was cold on an iceberg roof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there's some personal thing in Tennessee Williams' life that, like, the dad didn't approve of him, and his mom was a drunk who was afraid of death. I don't know. Sexually frustrated, too. There was Tennessee Ford. Wasn't that another person? There is a Tennessee Ford. Yeah. Oh, and there was that one from the, who wrote the play. Of, oh, no, that was Ninacy. That was who? <laughs> Ninacy. Oh. It, it wasn't good as... was it Tennessee. It was Nidacy. Yeah, Lesser Tennessee. <laughs> Lesser Tennessee um, Williams is called Nidacy Williams. I don't know why, but he was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom. I don't know why. Tennessee Williams. Yeah. Why? Because I, I like you. Oh, actually, I know some a little bit about Tennessee Williams. His parents named him after the place where he was conceived. Really? Yeah, they fucked in yeah, Tennessee, and then nine months later, they said... <laughs> They said, let's name him after the place where we fucked him. <laughs> we conceived him. Tennessee. And then when the kid was like eight years old, Daddy, why do I have a really long name after a state? Your mom and I fucked that night so hard you were conceived. <laughs> now, we really knocked it out of the park. Now go tell you, here, give this drink to your mother. Tell her not to be afraid of death. Yeah, give her this drink. It'll calm her nerves about dying. <laughs> We're only so lucky, am I right? Am I right? I don't think I've seen an entire Tennessee Lane play. I've seen bits and pieces of uh, Cat Roof. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. A cat would jump off the roof, right? A cat would simply jump off the roof. Well, like, if you're going crazy in your apartment, it sounds like a cat on a hot tin roof. Where the fuck are they right now? I don't know. I I really don't know. It's Disneyland. kind of like a it's like um yeah, you see it's like a ski lift kind of thing. It's taking them down to the Okay. Yeah. What happened it's there middle, is okay, the thing kind of got stuck and she freaked out and Richard Burton's like, if I was your psychiatrist, I'd say you had an irrational fear." <laughs> That's a great Richard Burton. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so it is um, down at the bottom of the cliff. She's got like a little beach house, and that's where she sends people. She just is so tired of. 
I know. Um, she's been out in the sunlight for like two hours now. You see her vision, it's all blurry, uh-huh. and she um, she gets faint. I mean, she's going to die. Oh. Is this how this not, movie not, not ends? second. She, she, I, he's uh, definitely getting checked out by her right now. Oh, yeah, she's checking him swimming. But he's got his watch on. Well, it's a good watch. It's a Timex. You can swim in that. It's a swatch. Because put on your robe. Stop showing that hairy chest. Who do you think you and are, Robin Williams? She's going to claim that she's not a prude and she doesn't have. Uh, uh, oh, there's Mrs. Black. Ah, there's Mrs. Poitier. Hey! Hey! One of the reasons Sidney Poitier was famous is for being black, right? Okay, uh-huh. Well, I see where this is heading. And her name in this but movie is Mrs. Black. black. Right, but, it, but she's not Mrs. She's Miss. Oh. Wow, this is a good conversation. If you guys want to hear more, check out our podcast. At <laughs> <laughs> anything anything racist you run away from. Yeah. I, I uh, Tell the audience where I grew up. In East Orange, New Jersey. Tell the audience the race of my brother, please. Thank you. Listen, I, I'm from Montclair. I don't talk about East Orange, New Jersey. We have a yeah, rivalry. I was from South End, Montclair, Orange Avenue. I was from. Uh, yeah, you were in Montclair, not Upper Montclair. Montclair. You were in Upper Montclair. Right. You were Montclair, is what you're saying. I was not in Upper Montclair. And we've had your brother Marcus on the show, and uh, he's from the Michael Moore movie. Uh, yeah, what was? Yeah, he was in Capitalism: A Love Story. Michael Moore. Kill what all yuppies. That, uh, what What is the film we saw? It was like a beach. A beach oh yeah, we film. watched like some hot rod riot or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was look a at 50s. the gun. See the little gun. Oh, someone gave Liz Taylor a gun. Yeah, and it, see, look how happy he is about it. Yeah. Doctor Kiss. From Wild Wild West. Wild Wild West. You ever see that movie? Yeah, yeah I did with Will Smith. If I it, didn't like it. Yeah, if it was free on YouTube, we would watch it like every week because it's so bad. <laughs> okay, so since you're touching about uh, the subject of race, like anytime I just even go near it, you're like, oh no! I just want to say that in that movie, Will Smith played a white man because there's no way anyone would have put up with his attitude back in 1880, 1860. You know what I mean? He walked in there like he owned the joint. You know but, what I'm talking about? Yeah, but I believe that movie, they say a lot of nasty things to him, a lot of racist stuff to him in the, in the script. So. Okay, the movie opens up with him kissing a sexy, sexy, light-skinned black girl who's in a great dress. And he keeps on looking out the window. And she's like, oh, no, you are not working tonight, child. And she's looking at her watch. Oh, no, you right. didn't. I'm running away. It, it's immediately, the film is not set in 1860. Don't, I mean, that, so I, I hated the movie from the start. Yeah, that movie is TV rough. Show was, TV show was, you know, historically accurate. TV show, like, I don't think I've ever seen it on TV. I've seen, like, videos and uh, stuff. But I don't think I've ever seen this indication. I am born in 66. What are you, 68? 68, yeah, thanks for letting people know. Yeah, 68. So The thing is, back then, it matters that two years. Because, like, when I was four, you were two. So I remember seeing it on prime time. 
Oh, very cool. Right, because it was sixty. It was. It started around sixty-six anyway. So you must have seen it while it was on. Let me see. I have the dates because he was on it. Here it is. But um, you know, they never really, other than like Batman, they never really uh, put those crazy '60s shows in syndication, right? I mean, right. Man from Uncle they wasn't really in syndication. Didn't. No, it didn't. The well, the British Avengers, I guess, it was on PBS here and there, or on the local PBS channels. But they didn't. Okay. Uh, the prisoner, I, prisoner, played a lot on PBS. I have to be wrong because it says that the series was sixty-five to sixty-eight, and okay. I can't be at two years old having a memory. Oh wait, but that's only the ten episodes that this um, uh, Michael Dunn was in. Maybe it did go on to like seventy. Right. I'm not sure, but I do remember seeing it on TV. Could have been rerun. <laughs> yeah, could have been rerun. So uh, they're just chit-chatting again, right? Uh, okay, yeah, but see, right now, what begins to happen is is Liz he, Liz Taylor's like accusing. Are you watching closed caption? No, there's he, no closed caption. Well, she's accusing him of like trying to be sexy, you know, and like let's listen. Okay. See, she's going to begin to light In Xanadu did Kublai Khan the stately pleasure dome decree, where if the sacred river ran through caverns measureless to man, down to a summer sea. This is the yeah. Xanadu. Not suffering from the worst I mean, the thing people feel when they go from room to room for no reason, and go back from room to room for no reason, and go out for no reason, and come back for no reason. Oh, yeah, through poetry. And this island will be so crowded with anybody We really are insane. It's easy for you this summer, proud as you are. Owner an absolute monarch of an island kingdom that flies... Oh, a pleasure dome erect. Titter, titter, he said pleasure dome and erect in the same sentence. Why does that have to be a pleasure dome? Couldn't it be like a... Uh, Pleasure. I don't know. Squad, quad, drag. Oh, I thought you were going the other way, like, um, like a boring dome. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I was oh, going for boring. a different shape. Did you say pleasure dome or terror dome? You got to make sure you ask Thunder that before dome. you enter dome. Right. Make sure you find out what dome you're approaching, because it may not be a pleasure dome. It could be a thunder dome. <laughs> Okay, and so, you walk in and you'd be like, fuck. Okay, so now that they've met, we're going to see a lot of these two together for the whole rest of the film. And her bedroom is up there to the left. You see that little Dr. Seuss door. And you see the gold thing there that's like a dress blowing in the wind or something. Yeah. She's going to stand against that. And that's when she's going to say, the milk train doesn't stop here anymore. All right. I'll make sure oh, I get the vibe. Oh, that's the play. Oh, that's the play. Oh, that's the play title. What time is it here? Uh, an hour 13 we're at. So we got an hour 47. So wow. that's like, we got a half an hour here. Going All right. On. Well, look how close they are. I know. That's what I was talking about. Like, when they get close like that, I'm like, oh, my God, these two do it. But, you know, do you think like, they drank a lot together? Hell, yeah. So Definitely. Is, so you're watching, like, a drunk couple, like, when you're at the bar. And... Yeah. 
Yeah. So when you're trying, you're at an open mic and there's like a drunk couple. <laughs> one's crying and the other one's like, "Oh, it's all right. Just crying. I'll try to help you guys out later." See, Miss Black, she wouldn't leave. Yeah, she's chaperoning. By the way, uh, there's a call for him, which is very surprising. Like, who would even know I'm here? Right. And it's about another old woman who's uh, died, and he's like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Change like, of plans. I don't know. Like, is, is he in multiple places at once? Is that anyway, God on the other like line? It. He's like, listen, I got a geezer ready to pop. <laughs> who's this, God? How you know? God only knows. Yeah. Who else knows? You know my schedule, God. See what you I got in trouble because I, when I met God, his socks had holes in it. Mm-hmm. And, and I pointed to his sock and I said, God, oh, d- damn it. <laughs> darn it. Oh, darn it. Darn it. God, God darn, darn it. it. And he took offense to it. It was complete. I just, he had holes in his socks. And These I just, are my holy socks. Right, they're holy socks. Carl, do you have any holes in your underwear? Um, yes, I, I pee through one of them. Oh, all right. Well, there there goes that zinger. <laughs> it, it's got a flap. Uh, no, I don't have holes in my underwear. Well, how do you put them on? Zig. <laughs> yeah, I got one for my belly, two for my legs, and one for my pee-pee. One for my poo hole. <laughs> I made that you myself. Know, you mean you don't? No, I. No, you use the uh, the little hole. That's for your butt. <laughs> I've been wearing it okay. the wrong. Why are we walking down this road? Because <laughs> Elizabeth Taylor. Oh, she's really upset. I just upset. Had some news that yeah, she's terrible. She's starting to get the vibe. The name you have to around. Old ladies die. Old lady. And she's having like a I went to a spiritualist not like once. a regular unsick. And she said to me, I hear many dead names calling Flora, Flora. I knew then that she was a fake. That was a guy who walked into the station when we were at why I had to leave. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm a music producer, and I see that you guys uh, uh, do music. And, so, uh, and I, I hear you're doing an interview right now. So, so he's a music producer. Music producer. That sounds like a guy who does recordings. Yeah, he he gives you your beats, Carl. Uh huh. Miss Black wears pink. Oh yeah. Uh, By the way, they're now inspecting his stuff to see if he's a thief. Oh, I thought they were performing King Lear Act Two, Scene Three. It's look at the. the, the, Oh yes, out damned spot. Yeah, I, that's Macbeth. No, that's, uh, yeah, it's Macbeth. Out, out, dance oh, spot. Darn it. King no, Lear. out, dance spot. Is that the one with the daughters who loves me the most? It is, right? I don't... Or was it Woody Allen? Oh, Remember yeah. we did King Lear. Oh, right, we did the play King Lear. That's right. The the movie horrible, from... Uh... Horrible film. Hey, John Luke Goddard is a master of cinema. No, no, he's not. 
Jean-Luc Godard made a deal with these two people, like, would you please make us a Hollywood mil- film? And he went, oh, yeah, sure. I'll give me the money. I'll. Right. What a jerk he is, man. Well, he, he gave him a film. <laughs> it was him wiping sure his ass did. with it. He sure did. Look how he holds the gun on him until he's... Like, that dwarf, he just wants to have... That's what he is, by the way, a dwarf, okay. not a uh, yeah, not a little people. All right. What? How can you say uh, little people means both, right? Yeah, yeah. So how do you say my politically correct friend? How do you say like the M word but nicely? Little people. I don't know. Yeah, but then you can say dwarf, and that's nice. Is it? So you can say. A little person who's not a dwarf, and that's the M word? Like, how do you nice well, say it? Well, I don't even know how we got here. Uh, I don't now know. look at Mrs. Black's nipples. They are on fire. Yeah. Look at oh, that. yeah. They're, they're saying sons. <laughs> milk trains. Uh, there you go. There's yeah, the milk train. that's right. Yeah. There's the milk train. So the, she's, he's, she's like, everybody off. Everybody off. And he goes, no, not you, Richard. And he goes, oh, you don't want me to leave? No. You want me to stay? Yes. So now, like, he's got her. She's the one. He's not freeloading. She's asking. But wait a minute. Doesn't he have another old lady to kill? Uh, she died. The old lady died. He just got a phone call. That oh, I see. Died. So he has to go and pick her up. Well, later he's going to say, I'm going to her funeral. And she's going to get pissed. How? Are you going to walk on Walter? <laughs> Hey, man, you're a great Richard Burton and great Elizabeth Taylor. Thank you. Elizabeth Taylor, like, one of her marriages, he married Mike Todd, this producer, and his he yeah. was in a fatal helicopter crash. And, he uh, was. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's funny you said that. Mike Todd actually, I don't know, uh, Richard Burton claims that during this film, she was obsessed with Mike Todd because... The last husband that she has in this play who died was like an adventurer. He would, you know, uh, base jump. He would do surfing. And he died tragically trying to like, uh, he was climbing a mountain kind of thing. And that is Todd. He was a younger person. He was adventurous. And uh, he was a poet. Wow. And so Richard Burton claims that she was obsessed with Mike Todd during the film filming of this. Was that after the, the his death or? Yeah, long after. Gotcha. Uh, here it is. Elizabeth Taylor was still troubled by the unexpected death of her previous husband, Mike Todd. Todd had been an adventurous man who was killed in a terrible plane crash. Plane crash. Years earlier, Richard Burton told Lucy later that Elizabeth had been haunted on the set of Boom by the specter of Mike Todd. Boom. You know, uh, it's not nice that uh, Tennessee William named this play after the uh, sound Mike Todd heard. He, he didn't. No, he didn't. Oh, that's Mike. That's terrible, Mike. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. That was a really bad. That was like a Tennessee Williams boner. No, um, the play was called The Milk Train, and um, Universal Pictures said, we can't put that on him. Yeah, we the need the title that booms. Like, yeah, uh, boom. Right. 
Tennessee Williams was the one who came up with that because he wrote the screenplay. And he said, well, he keeps saying that when the water crashes below. So, okay. Oh, is that what it is? The waves of the crashing, the crashing waves is the yes. boom? Yes. Richard Burton throughout this play every now and again, he doesn't sit there and go boom, boom, boom right. or anything. But every now and then he looks down and he sees a wave coming. And when it hits, he goes boom. Huh. Lowers the boom. <laughs> boom shakalaka. Boom shakalaka like a boom. That was meatball. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, why would you still... Like, I'm going to name my movie Bomb. (laughs) (laughs) Fiasco. Boom is... Yeah, you're right. You're right. Boom um, evokes Bomb. You're right. But on the other hand, it's like a... You know, like, boom! Business is booming. Yes, that's true. Like a stock market. Yeah, we're experiencing a boom. The gold rush kind of thing. Yeah. Because she can't walk more than 10 feet. Say it again. She can't walk. Like more than 10 feet without getting like dizzy and going back and coughing. Well, she is going to die and he knows that. And that's what he's there for. And she's beginning to realize it. Right. And she somehow thinks that if she can be away from him, then she won't die. And then she realizes that's. He's not why I'm dying. He's here because. Oh right. I'm dying. She catches on within the last ten minutes of the film. Which is still twenty minutes from now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, let's... What an interesting clock. So we don't see the dogs again, right? I mean. The dogs. Yeah. No. They don't, the they don't show up when she dies and they start to howl. <laughs> no. <laughs> they go and they uh, they dance on her body. The dog's it's really disrespectful. No, she really, quite, she really dies quite uneventfully. And then he's like, well, my work here is done. <laughs> Just so and then he collects her money? Does he it sign it? Uh, no. He relates a story about the first time it ever happened. He was with like a Buddhist monk person. And uh, the Buddhist monk told him to go visit this uh, woman, and he does, and she died, and she... No, it was an old man. It was an old man who was going out to sea. It was like he was on, he was on the ocean, and he was on the shore going, help, help, as if he, you know, he was in the water. Uh, he took... He, he asked to be taken out and drowned in the sea. And so Richard Burton obliged. Huh. And he the guy gave him all his money. And then he went back to the monk and he said, here's all the money that the guy you told me about gave me. And he, he said, I think that you have found your calling. And then ever since then, he was the angel of death. Apparently, that's the story he tells Liz Taylor. Wow, that's crazy. In about 10 minutes. People have such, such cool jobs. You know, it's, that sounds better than what I do. What's your line? I Death travel the world. Yeah. Killing off old broads. <laughs> Does your work involve mammals? Yes. <laughs> Does your work involve... Oh, Miss Black's nipples are not... Yeah. I must have been the wind, I guess. One can only hope. She's oh. right now making snooty, snotty comments because she's jealous that 
the man she slept with is like, okay, that was nice, but I'm on to Liz Taylor now. Right. She was coughing, and he found that blood came out. Ah, so embarrassing. Here's the doctor again. Yeah. And this time he won't be sneaking a drink. He's doing real medicine work. Mm-hmm. Like a mensch. So what he's saying now is she's better. I gave her a shot of adrenaline and she asked for the gentleman to come into her bedroom. Wink, wink. And she thinks it's very funny and so does he. Oh, yeah. she doesn't like it. I find that inappropriate at work. He goes, there's milk for you. And he goes, you're the best woman I've ever known. He goes, well, I think you told that to Liz Taylor 10 minutes ago. He goes, oh. I often say the same thing to many people. Don't take it harshly, darling. <laughs> what a cat. Yeah, what yeah. a cat. So hey. now he goes and he's like, I think I'll have that milk right the fuck away. And he goes, give me that milk. Oh, yeah. It's not pasteurized, burden. <laughs> he asked for milk like several times. Oh, do you think that's part of it? I don't know. The so milk train doesn't come here anymore. See, Liz is putting on lipstick. And she's getting on her sexy robe. Right. And she's going to seduce him, but not in a very sexy way. She's going to essentially order him to go into the bedroom. The thing is, and she's like, take off your robe. And basically she's saying, ravage me. And he doesn't. And she's like, how many times must you be invited into a woman's bedroom? Wow, so his girlfriend's pissed that he's going after uh, her, but but he doesn't do anything. No, he's really not going after her. What he's doing is he's comforting her until she dies. He's he's making her question her life, try to get better, like, why are you such a meanie to people? Uh, You know, the thing is, we never see, like in A Christmas Carol, the, the repentance, you know what I mean? He just tells her, you've been a jerk. You really shouldn't have done that. And then she doesn't even say, you know, you're right. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, maybe it was in the script. and never got to it. She's wandering around. Yes, I've... <clears throat> I'm... Well, yeah, like, I'm burned out. Don't me. come in yet. I'm not drunken already. She's having trouble. She, just just walking across the room, she's getting exhausted. I mean, she's really going to die now. She's going to die pretty soon. Yeah. This, we're not going to have six months later or anything. No, we're not. The thing is that, like, it's weird. She wants to not die. She wants to be alive and have sex with this man, you know? But she's just fighting her own fatigue. Interesting. What a downer of a movie. What a, you know, this was a very lousy date movie. <laughs> yeah, they didn't even do it. So right now she's going to say, oh, it's so much cooler in my bedroom. And and this is so heavy, this robe on me. And she's going to say, come into my bedroom. <laughs> Wait, let me, let's listen. Let's listen. Okay, all right. I guess I... It's, it's a little desperate. Yeah, it's too long in the sun. 
You see, you were so fascinating in your samurai warrior's robe that I, I forgot time was... Another samurai warrior reference. Imprudent. Cultural. Imp- uh, there we go. <sighs> These guys. It's so much cooler in my bedroom. <laughs> I still don't get it. Too heavy. Are you hitting me? I'm going back into my That's what I would say if I understand. Come on in. I have lots of art treasures in my bedroom. Ooh, art treasures, eh? Including myself. Including myself, she said. Included. Then she takes off her robe and she's like, um, he's like, I was waiting until you were dressed. And then he goes, uh, like, modesty from you? I wouldn't expect it. She says something like, if you have a great body, why not show it off? I forget exactly the line, but it was very good. We should listen when it's... All right. We'll get it going. So this is actually a good movie. We got tricked into seeing a bad movie. That's good. I would say, I mean, I know John Waters, but I would say this movie doesn't 100% suck like the internet claims. I think it was a box office bomb, and that's why people thought. And like you said before, oh, it's just just 30 minutes of them going back and forth. Kind of like Virginia Woolf, that was fresh in people's minds, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, that's two different playwrights and two different styles. Yes, that is true. I mean, uh... Then why do you... They're Back both away. like pieces of shit in, in Virginia Woolf. They bed. keep going at each other. And this one, she just yeah, seems just, lost. Let's play Get the Gap. <laughs> <laughs> Remember you learned about like how she thought she was pregnant, then she oh, wasn't. And then Richard Burton comes out in the room like an asshole and says, one day the mouse's belly got really puffy. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then she goes off running, crying, crying. And he goes, that. How so throw off your robe and come in. I oh. need to see that film again, though. Yeah, that's a fun film. That's really fun. <laughs> Do you remember, like, we we start to catch on in the middle of it that this son isn't real. He's concocted. Yeah. And so Richard Burton goes and fakes, kills him at the train station. Yeah, no, it's been a while. You I have to see that movie killed. again. But... You've killed him. <laughs> that will teach you. I'm trying to think of like uh, Richard Byrne passed away in the 80s, I guess, right? 1980s. You know, I don't have that at my fingertips. I'm but sorry. no, yeah, but he. Uh, I'm trying to think of like his later something later than like pop culture wise, people would know him. He did an appearance in Scrooged. Oh wow! All right. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, better than uh, Virginia Woolf. Let's say that, but I probably don't oh, okay. remember his appearance. Well. It's kind of a joke. When uh, Bill Murray's character goes to see that Claire, uh, he's mistaken for Tim Burton. They're like, how's Liz doing? And uh, he pretends to be Richard Burton. <laughs> he does a little act. Oh, and then Burton shows up. Well. All right, well, I'll have to check that out. This would be a good time to see that movie, I would imagine. So he, she's like, why won't you bang me already? And he goes... Uh, you know, he's like, he's, he's got his suit on, he's, he's got his uh, luggage. Yeah. He's going to go see the funeral of the lady. So he goes, you knew I was starving and you only offered me black coffee. He goes, oh, is that what you want to be? And she's on the phone with the cook right now. Oh, right. Look how the smoke goes into the, is it coming into the room? From the fireplace? Yeah. 
Maybe. Maybe it's, maybe it's really good cinematography. Now, when it switches to the next thing, you can't see the smoke at all. Oh, I see. So I'm thinking it isn't filling the room. Okay, hold on. It will, it'll switch in a minute. Let's when I saw this, I was like, the smell... There. See, now there's no smoke. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's a different angle, no, too. see? Maybe it's just the trick of the light. Well, you know Tennessee William lost you as a viewer if you're like, was there a smoke in the room? <laughs> he did lose me. I mean, he's a one-trick pony. He keeps writing the he keeps same story. That. I don't think I've read any of his stuff. Did he do Morning Became Electra? I don't think so. Oh, that's someone else. What did Noel Coward write? I don't know. The Fancy Boys in, in 1920? In I had an English lit class, and we had A... Tennessee Williams play. That's as much as I've ever gotten. Okay. It's just that when you see the movies, it's always like like a, a drunk. Oh, I've already been over this ground. A drunk right, old right, woman right, right. who's afraid of death and a father who's has a difficult relationship with the son because he just won't accept him. Huh. Well... I guess, uh, I wonder if he made any other movies such as, look at Bertie, he's like, gotta go, got my gotta sacks go. around, got my two sacks over. sleep with me? He goes, let me tell you something, there's never been a man who's left my bedroom without getting in my bed. And Richard <laughs> Burton's like, well, you know, first time <laughs> See you later. You're wrong. Man, bring this up mountain, this... This insult. Yeah, she's insulting. I broke something up the mountain. Well, what else did man bring up mountain? Oh, his his book of poems. Oh, now she's going to be naughty, mean. You must get be running out of place. Well, take this back. That's a good idea, Mike. Well, no, she threw it at Burden. That's even better. Right. That would have been a good idea. She could have done that. Yeah. That's what she meant by it. She had the fireplace. She was holding a book. Right, right. It's sitting right there. Could you be like go to your friend's house and they have a fireplace and you're like throwing their shit in there? Yeah. I can't help it, man. You had a book right by the fireplace. Oh, the same thing happened to me. I went to the uh, this girl's house and she's like, come and sleep with me. And he's like, why? Well, he's like, well, this other lady passed away. I like her a little better. She goes, damn it. And she threw my book of poems. Uh-huh. Is it the fireplace? Yeah. God, that's how bad. So what she did? Did you go to the funeral? Did you stay with her? Well, I stayed with her. I mean, I got lucky. Look how the blouse, uh, the nightgown, accentuates the boobs. You see, it's got that line. Yes. Yes, I'm looking at Elizabeth Taylor's boobs with you. So, well, it makes pleats, and pleats show curves. So the dress is straight, there's the line, and it's pleated right in time to see the mounds of... Nice. Look, it's Batman's. What's oh, the cinematographer yeah. doing? Uh, he's he was drunk at the film, too. Is that the master detective coming into the film? We should be listening to this. All right, I'm going to put it on. Let's go for it. Well, Carl, we have. Uh... Oh, wait, hang on a sec. Oh, no, we have time. Okay, phew. Did you know the at the end of one episode when I said we only had like for hackers? I said we only had thirty seconds. You were like, I gotta go. My son's leaving the house to go to college, and yeah, right, uh, right. it was actually two more minutes, so I had to kill time. 
I was like, Carl, where are you? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to bail. <laughs> um, now she's saying, like, um, I have escorted five gentlemen to the grave and come back alive. I'll, I've never, you know, and now she's saying, now that it's my turn to go to the grave, I don't want to be escorted. Oh, yeah. This is the, see, she's going to lean against that thing, and it's basically the trauma of the film. She's going to confess stuff. And... Oh, cool. Now, look, put it on. Did somebody tell you I was dying? All right, it's on. Did somebody tip you off that Sissy Goforth was about to go forth this summer? Yes. That's why I came. Yes, yeah. it was God. <laughs> Mia Love gets no love from me. Wait, was that a pun on a name, too? I've escorted yeah, President Trump husband. said, uh, talked about a uh, candidate who lost. He said, me and love uh, got no love uh, for me. Oh. Now it's my turn. <laughs> I have no choice. But to do it. Uh, the news, I didn't vote. But I, I want to do it alone. I don't know. America, if you want this guy, then I, I want to be escorted. I know you. I want to you did vote? I didn't vote. Huh. Listen, my district always goes Republican, and I always vote like I don't always vote, but I mean I vote for Ralph Nader and stuff. It doesn't matter my vote. It doesn't matter. My my district will always elect the Republican, no matter who I vote for. So, but don't you have like uh, provisions and propositions you could vote for? We don't have that here like you do. There's never going to be a Proposition 51 in which it's like, will pot be legal in New Jersey? We just don't ever get that chance like you guys do. Um, so we've, no. we voted on daylight savings time in California. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, we don't have that kind of democracy here. Huh. <laughs> All right. So she's she's about to drop dead. Well, he, yeah. So she's like, he's like, I'm leaving. And he goes... She's like, before you leave, would you please take me to my bed? And that's what he was waiting for because he didn't really have any intent to leave, but she had to ask him to be taken to her deathbed. She doesn't call it deathbed, but I'm sure that's what Tennessee Williams was trying to do here. Because all the time Richard Burton is like, Standoffish, get you know, always making Liz do the talking, Liz do the requesting, you know, and then it's like passive aggressive. He wants like, to boom. put her in her di- <clears throat> boom. He wants to put her in her bed to die, but she needs to be the one. Yeah, weird little rules. He's still gonna take her shit at the end. Doesn't really matter what his ethics are. <laughs> now uh, he's like going to lay with her. And tell her the story of how he became the angel of death, the one I related to you with the the guy oh. who he took out. Rest in my arms while I take He was my roommate in college. I went but down the mountain. I don't know. That's Richard Burton explaining how he knew him. That was my Richard Burton. <laughs> he just took her uh, earrings off. See that? Yeah, he's a gold digger. Getting his money. Pulling her gold teeth out. It's gross. Let her die. Look at those mounds. A little further along, I came to the ocean. Inlet. A lot of talky-talky. 
Well, I mean, he's telling his story. Uh, Yeah. He's telling about how he saw that man off to die. Well, they should have a flashback and they should show it while he talks. He was old and I said to him, we should do this. Look, he's taking off her watch and her jewelry and Bulgari jewelry. Oh, yeah. Finally, uh, that's the reason why I came to see the movie. Is a look at the jewelry. Wow, she's really almost gone. He's leaving the white diamonds perfume. You can hold on to this. <laughs> that doesn't exist yet, probably. Yeah. yeah, you can keep that. <laughs> I heard you have diamonds. Yes, white diamond perfume by Elizabeth Taylor. Oh. Uh, when she dies, they're gonna stop spraying the white diamonds so the smell is bad. <clears throat> well, she's dead. She's dead. She hasn't said a word for a second, but I held him as tightly as a lover. He's still talking, Burden. He's telling the story still, because when he goes back to the wise Asian, he gets told to, "This is your new job." We got a new one. Boom. And boom goes the dynamite. Or maybe she isn't dead yet. I was able to see again. The tide had carried him out. Blight as a leaf. I went back to the Hindu teacher. This is a really interesting story. Uh, Too long, didn't read. He talked her to death, right? Yeah. He talked too much. You know the oh, way the boy, camera. You never shut up. That's the Run DMC song. Yeah, that's the one when Lloyd Lindsay Young from Channel Nine News from 1980 <laughs> that's shows right, up. That's right. They just placed the camera on the bed, and the cam- probably the whole crew left during that monologue. She's still alive. Her arms up. Be yeah. you when I wake up. I'll have a bucket of chicken. Now she's dead. Oh. Burns excited. He could eat the he could chew the scenery all by himself now. Look, he closes her eyes. Takes her eye uh eye rings. Hey, you will be needing this. He's just going around, right. He's yeah. just going around taking her shit. Ah. Uh. Walk I'm not man. sure what that means. Like you pay the price, or I don't know what that He's means. He's a scavenger. Like when He's... you're dead, you don't need it. Is that his point? Wait, are you saying you can't take it with you? <laughs> damn you it! You know, I there was I think there was a comedian who did a joke about that, and I was like, damn, I wanted to do that joke. Like I'm going to take it with me. Like he's going to make. You know how, like, when a, uh, a pharaoh died, they have all their crap with yeah, them in the room? They, yeah. yeah. It's like, full. bullshit, you can't take me. I'm paying the money. I am taking it with me. That was his bit? Sarcophagus. Yeah, that's it. That's it. it this ends in a, what is it, March comes in like a lion, goes out like a lamb. This, this boom came in like a boom. Then came out like a lamb. Oh wait, so, so he's he's he this wrap it up. And he throws it off the edge. That's the drink. I don't know why. The shock of each moment. Well the help's not gonna help anymore. They're done. I'm still dead. being alive. Oh Gary does. 
that go boom. boom you know Carl I like the cars the cars that go boom and we're about to boom ladies and gentlemen that has been boom <laughs> with Elizabeth Taylor and Roger Burry and Mike Tessie Williams what's that I thought it was with exclamation point right yeah I see it with exclamation point but I I don't think it was I don't think it said that wow so that was I just know a, we have a trailer now, right? We do have a trailer. So as you know, I have to move my ass to the other computer and find the trailer. So hi, Carl. How are you? Oh, hi. Good. What's the name of our movie next week? Well, why don't you tell us what you're going to be doing this week and about any possible websites while I go type up the trailer's name. Um, the only thing that I've got cooking is my friends are trying to get this new open mic together on Thursdays. It's at a place called uh, Reds in Karlstadt, New Jersey, which is my name. And in German, Stadt is a city. So that's my town. And um, it's on Thursdays at 8 o'clock. I've invited personally every comic I know. So if you listen to this broadcast and you're in uh, East Coast and it's the week before Thanksgiving... Uh, come on down to Red. All right, and that's in Carlsville. Yeah, it's in Carlsville. Right. Carl, I have some good news. Uh-huh. Our movie next week is Hot Dogs the Movie. They're fun-loving. We did Hamburger the Movie. They're fearless. The sequel. They're nuts. You catching it? By day. They're the finest hot-dogging, freestyle skiers in the world. They hot-dog their skis by night. But that's by day. They really take chances. You busy for dinner? Now that's a girl I can take advantage of. This is the motion picture comedy that's proud to go downhill fast. The movie that defies the forces of gravity. And good taste. Hot Dogs, the movie. Experiential ducking, flipping, turning, chugging, jumping, sliding, gliding, speeding action you can take. And that's just in the hot tub. Oh boy. Gasp at stunts. Only a team of world-class madmen would dare to attempt. The dreaded Chinese downhill. I would have been bad if it was just the dreaded Chinese. And the greatest challenge of all. Playboy's Playmate of the Year, Shannon Tweed. Thank you. It's the fastest, hottest, feet in the air, 
head in the hot tub comedy of the long, cold winter. So grab your poles and kiss your buns goodbye. It's Hot Dog, the movie. Oh, this is thoroughly horrible. Thank you, Mike. God, that took forever. That trailer took forever. Oh, my God. So, yes, good news. We'll be watching. We had watched the screenwriter of Hot Dog the Movie followed up with his own movie called Hamburger the Movie, which Carl and I have watched on the show. But we never had the opportunity. If I have read about this movie in a book, the a famous movie producer... Uh, who uh, produced Peter Hyam films, not Peter Hyam films, Peter Weir films, like uh, Mosquito Coast, produced this movie, and he had a chapter dedicated to how you should never finance a movie with your own money because he nearly lost his house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right, I've heard that. Yeah, so... Probably you told me that story then, yeah. Yeah, during Hamburg of the movie. So finally we get to see the original from the screenwriter who later uh, wrote Hamburger. That is Hot Dog of the movie. So we hope you uh, enjoyed Boom with Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burden. I hope you enjoy Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T is the name on iTunes and all your uh, podcast friendly uh, venues, I guess. And... uh, Mm. Uh, the the numbers came in, Carl. We did good. Uh, Pam said we're the like number three show on on uh, Uni Radio. But I'll tell You're you next kidding. week the real numbers, okay? Uh, wow, we had, we had trouble telling. Yeah. So uh, great. Yeah. Well, we want to thank our audience, and we'll see you yeah. guys next week. All right. All right. All Thanks, right. Mike. Thanks, audience. Thanks, Carl. Thanks, audience. Hot dog. Hot dog the movie. Bye. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Hi, this is Carl. I wrote this song. I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to be outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to call. The French duh, not the duh duh. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. With Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2019. Applications open until November 30th for 25 shows in five days. 40 comics chosen March 1st through 5th, 2019 for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's our fourth annual and we hope you apply from whatever part of the nation or international comedy scene you come from. Apply now through November 30th. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, for more details. Aloha, mutineers. Stolowitz here. People ask me, Dave, why do you spend so much time listening to mutinyradio.fm? 
Well, the answer is simple to me. It's the love I find here. We've got so many great programs here. There's something for everybody, surely. Well, maybe not the Hitler crew, but you know everyone else. Let me tell you about some of my favorite shows here at Mutiny you may not have heard about. Labor and Love with Bill Morgan is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Bill is passionate about labor, jazz, and solidarity, and he tells you how it is. No BS. If somebody gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. I always learn a lot from Labor and Love. It's educational and inspirational. The Common Thread Collective is every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. with legendary octogenarian 